0: God raised up Moses to deliver his word to both his children, the nation of Israel, and Pharaoh. And he used Moses to lead the children of Israel by his word out of Egypt. And he led them through the wilderness and he killed their enemies, Pharaoh, in the Red Sea. But when they got into the wilderness, they disobeyed God. And only Caleb and Joshua followed God wholly. So God said, I won't let you into the land that I have promised to the nation of Israel. But you will die in the wilderness. Therefore, God extended their time By 40 years, which they would wander in the wilderness until their flesh perished and those who had disobeyed God died. Only Joshua and Caleb, of the ones who had gone out to search out the land, were taken into the promised land, which was the land of Canaan, across the River Jordan. Now Joshua is old, And he has brought them into the land that God promised to Abraham. And they have fought many, many battles and have taken the land and have possessed it as their own land. And Joshua has divided this land up among the 12 tribes of Israel. And they are ready now to live in the lands which God has given them. Joshua is old and dies. And after the death of Joshua, the people, the children of Israel, who had not seen the miracles of God, they began to worship the gods of the nations around them. At that time, the Holy Spirit had not been given to all of the children of God. That's the biggest difference between The Old Testament and New Testament is the sacrifice of Jesus, which allowed the Holy Spirit of Jesus to be given to each believer and live inside those who believed the Word of God and were the children of God. That's the biggest difference between the Old Testament and New Testament. In the Old Testament, They followed Moses, they followed the ones appointed by God, the prophets, and they had the Holy Spirit of God, but the people themselves did not have the Holy Spirit of God. They had to go to the prophet to find out what to do. In the New Covenant, God puts His Spirit in their heart and leads them directly. And this is the biggest difference between the Old and the New Testament is now we have the Spirit of God living in us, so God communicates directly with us and leads us and guides us. We still have ministers of God. We have apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers appointed by Jesus from heaven for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the body of Christ, Ephesians chapter 4. The New Testament ministers are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers appointed by Jesus from heaven just as Paul was appointed by Jesus from heaven on the road to Damascus and set into the ministry for the edification of the body of Christ and we have that today. But in addition to that, each one of us who belong to God have the Holy Spirit of God in us to lead us and to guide us. And it's a tremendous advantage. In our reading through the Old Testament, we are at the point in time where Joshua has died and now God has set up judges to lead the people. Judges chapter 2 verse 1, And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal, and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt, and I have brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2, And ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of the land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice, says God. Why have you done this? Verse 3. Wherefore, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you. In other words, I will let the enemies of God stay there with you. But they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voice and wept. Judges chapter 2 verse 7. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. Verse 10. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them. And they bowed themselves unto these gods, and they provoked the Lord to anger. You look at it and you say, well, we wouldn't do that today. Right. Look at the world. Look at what they do. When I read CNN headline news, I can't even tell what they're talking about. It's so strange and foreign to me. They are so far away from anything that I recognize. Verse 14. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about so that they could not any longer stand before their enemies. All the time that they were following God, they defeated their enemies. No man stood before them so long as they followed God. But then they quit following God and followed the gods of the nations around them. And when they took that on, God let them go. Verse 15, Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was then against them for evil. As the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. As long as we are following God and doing what is right in the sight of God, we are a blessing to all who come across our path. But when we turn from doing that which is right in the sight of God and we begin to do that which is right in our own sight, In our own way of thinking, we become like the world. And curses basically come upon us. We curse ourselves. Deuteronomy 28 tells of the blessings of God as long as we're doing the Word of God. But then it also tells of the curses that come upon us when we have stopped doing the Word of God. So blessings and curses are set in front of us today at that time in the old testament after the death of joshua god raised up judges to set the children of israel in the right way in his way judges chapter 2 verse 16 Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoil them. If you began to run around with your worldly neighbors, they will spoil you. I've heard people from church groups say that they would turn them to God, but that's not what happens. All of a sudden, things of God don't seem right to the people of God because the neighbors have brought in their doctrines. And all of a sudden, they're turning from all types of Scripture. And all of a sudden, it's fine for the divorced woman to remarry. And all of a sudden, it's fine for the man to marry the divorced woman. And then all of a sudden, it's fine to be homosexual or lesbian. Let's be tolerant of everybody. And before you know it, you can't tell the church from the world. They look the same. And everything is spoiled. So God raised up judges to show them his way. And these judges raised up by God were used by God to deliver them out of the hand of their neighbor's who spoiled of them? Verse seventeen of Judges two, and yet they, the children of Israel, would not hearken unto the judges which were set up by God, but they went a whoring after other gods, and they bowed themselves unto them, and they turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord. But they did not do so. And when the Lord raised them up judges to show them the way of God, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of the groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. So what happened, and even happens in the New Testament, is God raises up ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And God is with that minister that he has appointed. As long as the people follow the word of God, the Holy Bible, which we have, the Holy Scriptures, which are inspired by God, as long as we follow that, we are blessed. But when we turn from those Scriptures and begin to set up other Scriptures in our church groups, approving things that are opposite to God, and taking on what seems right in the way of this world and taking on that in order to please the world in the churches. It's not that the world turns to God. It's that the churches end up turning to the world and committing sins of the world. Judges chapter 2. And when the Lord raised them up, judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings, by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass, when the judge was dead, that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers. In following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them, they ceased not from their own doings, nor from their own stubborn way. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, Because that this people has transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened unto my voice, I also will henceforth not drive out any from before them of the nations, which Joshua left when he died. In other words, they wouldn't overcome their enemies. They would try to coexist with their enemies, and they would be destroyed and would destroy themselves by ending up following the thinking of their enemies. The children of Israel brought upon themselves curses by their disobedience to the Lord God. And they could no longer stand against their enemies. And the nations of worldly men ruled over them and put them back into various bondages. And the children of Israel served the gods of the nations of men. And you think, oh, you'd never do that. Have you ever been to a dinner or a luncheon? where people took their drink glasses and clicked them together for luck. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been in the United States? They do this. I don't know if they do it in other nations, but on New Year's Day, for luck, they eat black-eyed peas. Have you ever done that? I was watching once a bit of a World Series of college baseball And the strangest thing caught my attention. I saw fans of this one team wearing bananas on their heads for luck. Somehow they thought it was lucky to wear bananas on their heads. Have you ever followed a superstition? Have you ever gone along with a crowd like that? Clicking your drink glasses together at the table? I've gone to dinner many times with people who are in secular organizations and attend a church, and we would sit down to eat, and they would raise their glasses and click them together for luck. I did not do that. I just didn't make any attempt to raise my glass. And they went right on without me and just kind of ignored me. But I didn't join them because I know this is evil. I want my, so to speak, luck to come from God. I want my blessings to come from God. I don't want to win the lottery. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that lottery thing. I don't want that money of the world. I want anything that I have to be from God. Therefore, I don't choose to participate in the superstitions of this world. These are their gods. They would get into serious bondage in the Old Testament and from time to time God would raise up a judge, that is Samson, to avenge the children of Israel against the Philistines. But the real answer from God was going to come decades later through Jesus and his sacrifice and his Holy Spirit which God would give to all who belonged to God and believed in the word of God. The promise was this. God said he would give them a new heart and a new spirit Ezekiel 36 the prophet says moreover the word of the Lord came unto me saying son of man when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land they defiled it by their own way and by their doings their way was before me as the uncleanness of a removed woman wherefore I poured my fury upon them for the blood that they had shed upon the land and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. And I scattered them from among the heathens, and they were dispersed through the countries according to their way and according to their doings I judged them. And when they entered into the heathen whither they went, they profaned my holy name when they said to them, These are the people of the Lord and are gone forth out of his land. But I had pity for mine holy name, says God, which the house of Israel profaned among the heathen. They took sacred things and made them worldly. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own Land, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. God says in verse 26 of Ezekiel 36, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. In other words, you're going to be born again. You're going to have a new heart. You're going to have a new spirit of God. And you're going to follow that spirit. And that's what the New Testament church is today. God has caused us to be born again in His image. He caused us to have a different heart. Before we were born again, we were worldly, like the people of the world, and we followed the things they enjoyed. But after we were born again, by the Word of God, we were changed. God said to me, Joan, you know those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, sins? I thought they were mistakes. I was baptized in water when I was 15. Nothing changed in my life at all. But when God spoke that word to me in 1975 on August 5th, I was instantly changed into a new person instantly it wasn't that I learned anything and was changed that word of God changed me it caused me to be born again I was instantly changed and given the spirit of God to live in me to teach me and guide me and I had a new heart all of a sudden I wanted to be around people of God I wanted to learn about God I didn't think about that before I was born again. I just wanted to succeed in whatever endeavor I was working on. But now the thing important to me was God. That's being born again. It takes that before we can follow God. We have to have that new heart and new spirit in us, put in us by God. And then... We are interested in things of God, and then we read the Bible, and then we learn. But before that, many people just go through some form of religion, attaching themselves to some group, but they're not changed by the Spirit of God. Therefore, God gave His people today a new covenant and a new spirit, His own spirit. So when we follow that spirit... Instead of our fleshly spirit, there's no condemnation for us. And that's what Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, doing the things of the spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 Paul says this I say then walk in the spirit doing the things of the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh and then Paul explains the flesh and the spirit Galatians 5 verses 19 through 21 now the works of the flesh are manifest Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, trying to outdo each other, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. Paul says of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. When we walk after our own flesh, we want to outdo people. When we walk after the Spirit of God, instead of hating people we love people and also instead of wanting to outdo people we now want to help them to see things of god those who walk after the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of god says paul galatians 5 verses 22 23 but the fruit of the spirit of god Is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. As long as we follow that which the Holy Spirit of God shows us to do, we walk in the Spirit, and we will produce the fruits of the Spirit of God, doing that which is righteous in the sight of God. We cannot do righteousness without having the Spirit of God in us. Because we are born of the flesh, we must also be born of the Spirit. And being born again of the Spirit of God and having the Spirit of God in us to guide us and to lead us causes us to produce the fruits of the Spirit instead of of all of the things we did during the early part of our life before we had the Spirit of God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.